and welcome to season one, episode two of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. It's still weird to do that intro. I'm still not used to the season one <laughs> episode. That we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, hi, guys. Hello. Hi. It's been a whole 48 hours since we last recorded. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys are hearing this week later, but for us, it's literally only 48 hours. So. We yeah, I have, have nothing new to say to them. Yeah, we, we don't have a whole <laughs> lot of new stuff. However, on the day in between recordings, Magic Band Plus launched. And so today's hot takes are going to be all about Magic Band Plus. Um, for those of you who don't know, quick overview, Magic Band Plus is the latest iteration of the Magic Band device, which is a wearable RFID wristband tag thing that you know Disney has been using for years now. You probably know what it is. This one has bells and whistles, literally. <laughs> it lights up and supposedly, you know, interacts with things around Walt Disney World. Kind of like my pal Mickey, if anybody remembers that. I'm going way, I'm going in the yeah. way back machine for that, but kind of like my pal Mickey, but in wristband form, I guess. So what do you guys think about Magic Band Plus? Like what have you heard? What are you what what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I agree. I, I just like, oh, great. Let's walk around the park and make things happen. I was watching some of the videos yesterday and I was like, that, that that's what we're doing? That, that, the, this is what the big deal is? I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a whole lot of money for something that I'm like, it would be cute. Like, you know, you walk by and something happens, but I feel like you got to work really hard to make it happen. And it's just dumb. Well, yeah, my take is I agree with well, I agree with Heather, but I don't need to buy one because I can just walk around. It's like going to Harry Potter at Universal and you don't need a wand. You just watch everybody else with the wand and you see what it does. So <laughs> I can just see <laughs> what everybody else makes it do. And I don't need one. Um, my other concern is. If you're like in a dark ride or a show, is it going to glow? Like sometimes people's Apple watches or phones are glowing and mm -hmm. I don't want it to glow while I'm trying to watch the Carousel of Progress or some other, you know, dark, something dark. Mm -hmm. I don't okay. know. If it, I don't know if it glows. I have, you know, if the lights turn on just when you move your hand. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, and like, doesn't it supposedly like light up during the fireworks and things like that? Yes. Like who who cares? I'm looking at the sky at the fireworks, not at my wrist who is flashing in time with the fire. Like that's way less impressive than the fireworks. I don't care. Oh. So I have a different opinion. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> of absolutely nobody. Um, I'm a sucker for a bell and whistle item. <laughs> like if it lights up and sings a song at me or dings when I enter the park, like I'm here for it. Here is where they lose me though, because I, I love the technology aspect of it. I, I love anything that is interactive and adds just a tiny bit of magic, you know, to your Disney visit. Like I, I just think that's really cool. However, <laughs> I don't like the price mm -hmm. at $35 for Walt Disney World Resort guests for the patterned magic bands you know i ordered some for my husband and i uh for our upcoming trip you know it was 72 dollars or whatever with tax and everything and that's so, just for two that's yeah. just for two right yeah. for a family of five or six like i forget I it yeah now the solid ones are cheaper they're 29.99 but let's all keep in mind magic bands used to be free to walt disney world guests they were a perk of staying at an on-site walt disney world hotel and i'm getting a little sick of them wheeling you know 
whittling away at all of the perks that Walt Disney World Resort guests used to have. So yeah. I find that I feel like there's really no perks for, I, I mean, obviously we all love Disney, so we're always going to stay on property because we know how nice the hotels are and how convenient they are. But trying to explain to somebody who is going for the first time and you're like, oh, you don't get anything. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, there you, are like sort of limited extra magic hours now, you know. But they're compared to what they used delivered. to be. Like, I don't know. It's just everything yeah. costs money there now. And it's already yeah. not cheap to go. Right. And also, I think it's, I, I don't like that everybody is walking around. Like, nobody, in six months from now, nobody's going to be playing with these stupid things. Let's be honest. Like, the thrill will yeah, have probably not. Off. I mean, everything that they've tried to make this work with so far has gone the way of the dodo. So, like, there was the ears. Remember the interactive mm-hmm. I ears? Loved, I loved the glow with the show ears. I loved it. Yeah, them. so, yeah. I, you know, there's a pair sitting about 10 feet away from me. You know, and they were fun for a hot minute, but then... <laughs> they didn't no. work. Yeah. They didn't really work. work. And... Um, I liked the glow with the show better, though, because at least, like, they were very visible. So when you're watching a world of color, you're watching the fireworks, like, they, right. you know, you could see yeah. them you versus see it them. being on your wrist. And I liked that you could, like, touch your friends and supposedly, like, link up your same mm-hmm. flashing and your color. It never worked properly. I was going to say, I never got that to work even one time. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like with these bands, everybody yesterday and for the next couple of weeks is going to be walking around the parks. And there's going to be, like, just like it is in Harry Potter world where you line up. To make your little effect happen, it's going to be one more thing to wait in line for, and then the thrill is going to go away, and nobody's going to play with it, and you will have spent all this money for something you're not even doing. Yeah. yeah. And now, I will say that the initial social media reports, which you cannot always trust, like, because they're just so limited, you know, and it literally just launched yesterday. So there were a lot of reports of... Um, the battery's dying before the end of the first day. There's a lot of reports of it, it draining the phone on your battery. There's a lot of reports of them just flat out not working and not interacting with anything, not the fireworks, like nothing. Um, again, those are people are far more likely to report on something if they're unhappy about it than if it just went fine. <laughs> you know, if it worked the way it was supposed to, you know, nobody's really making a big deal out of that on social media. So, yeah. Take those reports with a grain of salt. It was the first day. We all know that anytime Disney releases a new technology, any it's new awful. technology, awful. it's awful. Yeah. Whether it's an update <laughs> to their website, an update to the, you know, an upgrade to the software at the hotel, like, it just always goes badly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have not used a magic band my last several trips. Um because I just don't feel like I need it with it work with they'll give you a little card like they used to. Mm-hmm. And it works on my phone, so I don't feel like I need the magic band. Yeah. Um, now, if we're talking a cruise or something like that, that's different. When I'm in the water a lot and going around, I want that band. Right. But uh, in the parks, I just don't feel like I need it anymore. Well, yeah. I feel like the difference between the cruise and the parks, like, I love the magic bands. Like, it's very convenient. Um, I don't like having to pay for them, but... You still need to bring your photo ID, um, you know, if you're going to be purchasing adult beverages. The, mm-hmm. You know, you still need to have a credit card if you don't have it linked up for a charging. On a cruise, you don't need any of that. You you don't have to bring anything with you, whereas at the parks, you do still have to bring a bag or bring something with you. So it kind of defeats the purpose, Yeah, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I agree. The fact that Disney Cruise Line has not introduced 
metric bands on the ship makes they're zero like the sense only line get on it yeah right? especially like after sailing on virgin a few months ago with their wearable bracelets which were so easy wasn't like, that the greatest thing ever like they're first of all so comfortable not and bulky like, no yeah, you would like cute. just walk out of your room with nothing like the first day i left my stateroom like i forgot something i don't have a bag i don't have yeah. what am i doing <laughs> exactly. and then you're just like when you way. When you get home and you have to start carrying your purse again, it was awful. Like, yeah. go back to the cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny because Disney Cruise Line does have the technology because they use magic bands in the kids' clubs. Now, technically, I don't think they even call them magic bands. Like, it's a completely separate. It's completely, it's the they call them thing. something different. I forget what, you know, but it, it, there's no, re- like, there's just, there's literally no reason not to have that technology on the ships. It's, I was really hoping when Wish launched that it would also come with a wearable technology, but. Oh, well. Hey, we all know Disney is like 10 years late to every game. Right. (laughs) Maybe by the third new ship, we'll have it. Yeah. So if you are listening and you have had experience with Magic Bands already, maybe you're in the parks right now, you've got a chance to try them, let us know what you think. Email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com or post in our Facebook group. Um, I would love to hear the feedback from people you know, on the ground who've had a chance to use it. I won't be using it for like another month or so. So, you know, hopefully by then they've worked out a lot of the kinks and things. We'll, we'll see. Um, Coming up next, speaking of the Disney wish, we are continuing our series on the Disney wish. uh, And Heather is going to be telling us all about our favorite topic. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Stay tuned. All right. Let's get into it but i have i have like a first question that i I, like i just right (laughs) off the top of my head like i want to know when you board the ship like i'm used to when you get on board one of the other ships that they immediately sort of shuttle you up to the buffet or like into what used to be karaoke's which is now i don't even remember what tangled or whatever you know what like the second i want to know the second i walk on that ship where am i going for lunch um I don't know because I the very first thing when you get on this ship has absolutely nothing to do with food. Um, and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. So if you feel like fast forwarding 30 seconds, do it. But it's so cute. You walk into the lobby, they do your announcement and you're handed a magic wand. And then everybody kind of just hangs out for five or 10 minutes and they have a little welcoming show. Aww. And so what they did in the lobby is they made it a theater space. So there is a balcony up on floor five, or deck five, um, that different princesses and princes princesses with their princess come out and they wave hello to you um and then every 10 or 15 minutes a show happens and it's kind of welcoming you to the wish which is really really cute so that's the first thing you're doing when you get on board um and then everybody kind of goes up to the buffet or if you're like me you run immediately to it's usually on deck five. It could be in the Keg and Compass or it could be in Triton's Lounge and you get your Palo and Enchante reservation set if you couldn't do it online. First thing, okay. do uh, not pass go. I have, I, do have a, I have a question about that, about the uh, little show. Does it take longer to board because of that? Because when I was on the Dream in February, they did a little show to welcome everybody on board because they had to do, you know, everybody was still wearing masks and social distance and all that stuff. So they gave you a spot, but it took forever to get on the actual ship. So is that the same thing on the wish? Um, I did not notice it. I, you know, we got there 
um, we had taken a transfer from one of the Disney resorts over. And by the time we got there, they had already been boarding. Um, we walked right on and, you know, there, the lobby was full, but I didn't like, you just walk right on. So I didn't notice it. Maybe okay. if you're among the first people there, you might, but I, to me, yeah. there was no delay. Whatsoever. Yeah, that was, I was definitely the first in the first group to board on that particular sailing. So it did, it took so long, but yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with, I guess let's start with the main dining rooms, the rotational dining rooms. Okay. Oh gosh. First, let me just say the food on this ship was fantastic, except for, for one restaurant where I had a, and I am not the only one. I talked to several people that did some of the previews and they also did not like this restaurant. So we're hoping that they take the feedback and by the time you guys go, it'll be a little bit better. Um, but so there are three main restaurants, just like on the other Disney ships. And if you've never been on a Disney cruise, there's not one big giant dining room. They have three smaller ones and you rotate between the three throughout your cruise. Uh, and the cool thing is, is that your wait staff goes with you. So they get to know you, what you like, what you don't, what you're allergic to. So uh, the three dining rooms on the Wish are Arendelle, which is Frozen themed. Um, the Marvel one that I cannot, for the life of me, think of the official name, but it's the Marvel dining room and it's kind of themed after Ant-Man. And then there's 1923, which is a nod to when the Walt Disney Company was founded. And the, we'll just start with the bad one, Marvel. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. The food quality was terrible. Um, it was very bland. And I was very disappointed in it. I'm hoping that they make it better. But what I did like is that it's kind of the Marvel um, restaurant has replaced the animator's palette from the other ships. So this is where the show is, right? They have the video screens and you're kind of like, you feel like you're in Tony Stark's little Marvel hideout place in New York and Ant-Man and the Wasp come on the video screens and there's a show and it's, they pretend it's interactive. It's not really interactive, but it's kind of interactive. Like if you're a kid, you think you're interacting with it. <laughs> like there's like one thing that you have to do. It's not like this big you know, production throughout, but kids loved it. Um, you know, obviously chaos ensues because it's the Avengers and that's what must happen. Um, and then there is a happy ending. I'm not going to spoil the show and the premise of it for you, but I was very disappointed in the quality of the food in this restaurant. Well, actually we have a listener question about this topic. So, uh, it's from our friend, Kyle. We love Kyle. Hi Kyle. Uh, Kyle says, hello princesses. I'm so happy you all are back. I hope all is well with you and hope your break was relaxing. My question is out of all the rotational dining, which one is the best? So we know oh. which one was the worst. I mean, I, I don't think that I have a best. The other okay. two are tied in my perspective. Um, for for quality of food what you might think is the best might come down to the theming perhaps mm -hmm. um so i will say overall on this ship before we get into any more detail everybody knows i'm vegan i eat plant-based like knocked it out of the park disney like every place i went had at least one vegan option they would make you something if it wasn't on the menu the the wait staff were phenomenal they would run from one restaurant to another to go get me vegan butter or whatever it may be even at breakfast you know they had the plant-based eggs that i for the life of me can't figure out why virgin voyages didn't have like they had everything so they're really good they've always been really good if you had a food restriction or an allergy but they're really jumping on the plant-based thing um so i was very pleased with that 
but That's at, awesome. so, like I just so so good everywhere at every restaurant every snack stand fantastic um and all of the food was excellent on this ship except for the Marvel restaurant so the other two main restaurants I think are really going to come down to personal preference in terms of what you might think is best. I'll start with Arendelle because I thought that this is the one that I was going to like the least. Um, it's obviously themed after Frozen. The restaurant is adorable. The details, the, take your time going to, in fact, go to the restaurant before dinner there. Like one day that you're wandering around the ship, take some time to wander down to the restaurant and really appreciate the details. Cause when there's tons of people going into dinner, you're going to miss them all. Um, really beautiful, really cute, but it's like a dinner show. Mm -hmm. So you have wandering Oaken, obviously all the other characters, Olaf comes out and it's like a big musical dinner show. Like I likened it to medieval times, but for Frozen. Okay. Uh, so it's sort it, of similar to the Tangled, Tangled restaurant on the other yeah. ships. I know, Heather, yeah. I don't think you've been there yet, but yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds and, like that. And so I thought I was really going to like it because I'm not a character meal person. I don't, I don't want you to come to my table. I just want to eat my food and leave me alone. Let me eat my dinner and be on my way. Um, and the show was very cheesy, very Disney cheesy. I didn't love the show, but I liked that in the mid, like your the premise is, is that you are at an engagement party for Anna and what's his name? Not Hans, Kristoff, that's the other one. Um, and so they're, they're singing, there's dancing, they have musicians that come in, um, and then they wander around, they talk to their guests, you can do your pictures and, and the like. I loved Olaf, he comes around and talks to you too, which I thought was the greatest part of the, <sighs> the, the whole experience. But the food was phenomenal. Um, and I should say also in every of the main restaurants, they have themed beverages, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Of course, you have to pay for them, um, but it's cute because they're all um, themed to that particular restaurant. So they had a lot of frozen specialty cocktail type situations. Um, and I won't tell you, but they're really funny. Um, the food was phenomenal. It's kind of, I don't know how to explain it because it's, it, it doesn't have a Northern Europe, like it's a nod to Northern European cuisine, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say it goes so far as Akershus, for example. Um, so for me, the plant-based entree that I had was kind of, like stuffed cabbage, but within this really creamy sauce, it was so delicious. It was just, I wound up enjoying this restaurant way more than I thought I would. Mm, I don't okay. feel like I need to go and see the show every time. Like I wish they didn't have the show on, you know, I wish I could just go and eat my dinner, but I had a way better time here than I had predicted in my head I was going to happen. Um, the, the, I went with another agent from our company and the food that she had looked and smelled so incredible. She is not a vegan. So she was eating off the, um, you know, I mean, the vegan food was on the regular menu, but she was having non-plant-based food. And she had this, like, I don't know, like chicken pot pie, but it wasn't with chicken. I think there was shrimp in it or something. I mean, it just looked and smelled so delicious. And we both walked out of there like, yeah, okay, this is really good. Awesome. Okay. And then 1923 is the other yes. one, right? 1923, I think is the prettiest of the three main restaurants. It is very art deco and uh, it, there's two sides to it. So the, the ship is laid out a little differently where you kind of, you don't go when you're walking around the ship, you don't go on the sides, you go down the center of the ship. So what that means for this restaurant is that it has two different entrances and they are not connected. So it's 
technically two different restaurants, but really the same restaurant. So depending on what table you're at, and they'll let you know, obviously, when you're there, you're either in the Roy Disney section or the Walt Disney section. And all around, there are different maquettes and costume, or I'm sorry, um, concept art from the different movies of like Disney classics. So anything from Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, down to Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. Like it's just, it's so fun seeing all of that concept art because I think it's a lot of artwork that most people don't get to see. Yeah. Um, they, and maquettes, just for people who don't know, are the small models of the characters. Um, I think they're usually like ceramic or something like that, but they're like tiny little statues that they use as references for animation. Yeah, and so it's just, it's basically all of the artwork that the animators use uh, to design the characters and design the movie before the final product. And it's a lot of the stuff that if you go to the movie lot in Burbank, this is what you're going to see around the lot. So it was cool that they pulled copies and put it on this ship. Um, but beyond that, it's just got this really beautiful, dark art deco feel. Like I almost felt like I was in the, the Empire State Building, just mm -hmm. gorgeous restaurant. Um, and this restaurant does breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day so if you wanted to try there for breakfast and lunch both very good as well um but the dinner excellent i think um i had maybe my favorite meal or my favorite entree at this restaurant where they, mm -hmm. they just did something totally crazy for plant-based eating which is something that i would make at home but most restaurants don't you know a lot of restaurants tend to do the impossible burger or, or whatever it is and this was just butternut squash and sweet potatoes with quinoa and couscous and and um different yogurts and it was a very moroccan spice dish and it, mm. it was delicious and so i applaud the chef for doing something different because it worked out uh, worked out really well um so this, I guess, you would say this is a more boring restaurant because there is no show. There's nothing happening to you. It's much quieter. But I, I think it's more elegant. Mm -hmm. And the food was fantastic. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the, like, quick serve sort of options. Okay. So up on the pool deck on every Disney ship, there are snack stands. This one is themed to the new Mickey Mouse um, shorts. So mm -hmm. it's kind of got that look. It's called Mickey's Food Fair. And I don't know why, I don't know what's going on in this area. And I'm very curious um, to see if you guys experience this when you go. Maybe it was just like, that. maybe they're working out the kinks, but it's very warm in this area. Mm. It, like there's no, um, there's no airflow. And it's just like, it's like, it's almost like there's, like a, a generator or a burner or a boiler or something nearby because it's so hot in that area. Every time I would go, I would be sweltering. Um, but they have one, two, three, four, five different stands. And you don't have to like, you know, you can move around the different stands. You don't have to wait in one big line to go to all of them. Mm -hmm. But there's a, the biggest one is right at the front when you exit the the doors and you come out onto the pool deck is the barbecue uh they have no vegan options at the barbecue place but all the other ones do and it, it smelled delicious there there is a pizza stand there is a taco stand there's a burger and hot dog stand and the last one is the um like dessert slash ice cream situation um and i okay so i did a taste test and I had the burger and the impossible bratwurst. The burger was dry and awful, but the bratwurst was so delicious. I couldn't eat it fast enough. Um, and the pizza was really good, too. Um, they have 
five or six different kinds of pizza and you can also make your own if you if it's slow and they're they're kind of just standing around but the vegan option for anybody interested had um vegan sausage cheese some onions and some artichoke hearts on it and it was really good Ooh, yummy so and those are open basically all day so they're anytime you get hungry you just kind of pop on by pick yourself up something and you know go sit at your you could find they have some tables there there wasn't as much seating as there was on the other ships um but you could also take it into the buffet which is nearby okay so with perfect transition what about the buffet now i keep i keep wanting to call it cabanas but it's not called cabanas. it is not cabanas it is marceline market which all our, all of us know is a nod to walt disney's boyhood home um and it is beautiful hold on i need a water break Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was, Pause either that, for water. <laughs> it was either that or start coughing in your ear. I'm talking too much. Um, okay. So Marceline Market is stunning. Stunning. It is the prettiest of the buffets I've seen probably on any ship anywhere. It's very dark in tone. Um, it's got nods to it, like it. It feels like it should be on Main Street, USA. It has like um, like little 1900s trinkets and artwork, but then it also has some of the new Mickey Mouse short characters. And it's like, it's really cute. And they've somehow managed to meld all of these themes into just like one big cohesive element. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before we talk about the food, they have a little bar there at the, at, the beginning so you can enter from two sides and then the two sides connect um and where they connect is it's almost like a little bridge and there's little couches and tables and it's a coffee bar they have you know you have to pay for these but um you know they have the full workup of specialty coffees and um espressos and whatever and i throughout the day i would go through there because it's so quiet when it's not a meal service that so many people were just in there working because this was a preview you know that's what people were there to do and like it just became like your perfect little quiet Starbucks situation but in the evenings it's also a full service bar so if you want beer wine cocktails with your dinner if you're eating up there you can grab it if you're just running through you can go to the bar get yourself a cocktail and be on the way at one point I even saw them doing a whiskey tasting so I just I thought that that's not an element that's on any other of the Disney ships Mm -hmm. I've seen Virgin has something like this, but not as cozy and not as comfortable. So Royal that Caribbean was, does too. It, yeah. It's a really yeah. nice little feature. And I should say that um, on two of the three decks of the atrium, they have the same situation where there's a little bar. Um, one is called Fairy Tale Cafe, and one has something to do with a prince that I can't think of its name right now. But it's just, it's literally a bar. It almost looks like a so- soda shop from back in the day. And you can sit down and either order yourself a coffee or a cocktail. And But you're right there by the lobby, so you're getting all of the action going through. So th- they've made really cute use of spaces. Um, but the food in Marceline's was in incredible incredible i ate there for breakfast and lunch several days the breakfast i personally didn't get to experience much of because they had zero plant-based options but the chef went and made me a whole thing so they had plenty of cast members standing around with the little allergy tickets Mm -hmm. ready to help you if you needed to order something special so just know that they are on it they are aware they're like they're 
they're taking care of people. I saw several people having to order special meals. So it's something that they're doing. So breakfast, I can't really give too much on other than to say the omelet that I got was delicious. But lunch was phenomenal. They have like eight different little um, stands. So it's not a traditional buffet line. It's like little pods. Um, and everyone has a different theme. Obviously, they have the little tiny kids buffet. They have the the seafood buffet. They have the dessert station. They have a salad bar. They have... Um, you know, I didn't see any hot dogs or hamburgers because you can just go right outside and get that. But they had one day like an Indian food station with like seven different kinds of Indian food. Um, they had a pasta bar. They had a soup bar. I mean, there's so much food and the quality was incredible, which for me, usually the buffet is awful. Like, you know, it's OK. It's passable. It'll do the job. But you don't come away thinking, wow, I just had a really great meal. And this one I did every single time. Nice. Awesome. All right. Now I know that there are a couple of sort of like extra food options before we get into the adult only options, which we will, but isn't, is there like a sweet shop or a, like some sort of like ice cream shop or like, what's that situation? Yes. You know what? I didn't get to experience it much because they were doing filming in there all week. Like I think okay. I honestly walked into it in like the last hour of my cruise. Um, but there is gosh, what is it called? It's themed to inside out, but it's an ice cream shop. They have gelato, not ice cream. They have four different plant-based options, which I thought was excellent, but like the regular options were really cool. Like obviously cookie dough and chocolate chip and mint and vanilla and chocolate, but then they got some like really crazy creative flavors um, and like a whole toppings bar. And I was like, just give me all the sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, they have um, macarons, cupcakes, uh, any kind of sweet treat, but they're all themed to inside out. And they were so pretty. Like I was in there taking pictures and videos of the, the sweet treats because they were they were so pretty looking um and i forgive me i did i know that the ice cream is extra i do not know if like the cupcakes and the macarons and the pastries are extra i didn't okay. look at that okay. um but i do know you have to pay extra for the ice cream but out on the deck there is of course the free ice cream window where you just get the soft serve and right be okay. on your way awesome all right, so coming up next, we have a listener question. Uh, this is from Nicole, and she says, Hello, ladies. Looks like everyone had a great summer. I'd like to hear a comparison between Enchante and Palo Steakhouse. What is the food like for each? What are the prices like? I think it may be like comparing apples to oranges, but hey, the more you know, right? Disclaimer, none of this really matters because the second my husband hears Steakhouse, that's where we're going. <laughs> Oh, you cannot compare them. They are two totally different things. But um, let's talk about the area overall, because this is, oh gosh, what a special space. Um, I almost felt like it was the hidden gem of the cruise. Nobody knew it was up there because it's all the way up top, all the way in the back. And everybody's down on decks three and four doing the bar scene down there because that's where most of the adult spaces are. Um, and so this one is kind of tucked away. And unless you're going to the specialty restaurants, you don't realize this is there. And so you guys can feel in the know because you're going to know about this before half of the people on your cruises up by Enchante and, um, Palo is an area called the Rose. And this is this whole area, the two restaurants and the bar, the Rose are themed after beauty and the beast specifically 
the live action one and it is so beautiful and so elegant like you if I did a tour of it during the day and I walked in in shorts and a flip flops because it was just like a private tour for travel agents and I felt so underdressed (laughs) this is the place where you're going to put on your prettiest cocktail dress and those heels and you're going to walk in there and feel like the queen of the world Um, the bar the rose is all blacks and gold but the one wall is just floor to ceiling windows and they have these tiny little cocktail table couch situations where you sit and you don't face the bar you face the ocean and so get up there early get up there like an hour before the first dinner seating claim your space because there's only six or seven of them there's not a lot and just prepare to park yourself there until your dinner reservation because if you can grab one of those seats and watch the sunset, you will feel like you're on top of the world. It was stunning, stunning, fantastic bartenders. They have a full beer and wine list, a full cocktail list. They'll make you anything you want. The most famous cocktail that everybody is going there for is called The Rose after the name of the bar. Also, there's a lot of details of uh, Bell and Beast in this area. So kind of just take your time, walk around. Um, but The Rose cocktail, it's $50. And I thought, who is going to spend money on this? And while I was sitting at the bar, three people did. Um, (laughs) Because it is a production. I'm not going to give it away. But like this is like it's theater. You're not ordering a cocktail. You're ordering an experience. Mm. And it is so pretty and so fun. Um, I know it's tequila based. I don't know if there's any wine in it, Sarah. But check if I... I mean, you if might it's be able tequila, to order. It. I'm there. It's, so <laughs> it's, I don't remember. I don't believe it had like any bubbles or anything in like that. Like I think it's just tequila, but like a fancy tequila. Because I was looking, they, right. they were showing us the bottle. Yeah. Um, so this might be your cocktail because. Mm. And it's Beauty and the Beast theme. So yeah, you kind of need it because like the pictures in the video, you're gonna get like you're doing this for the Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a write-off. <laughs> I mean. I the girl sitting yeah, next Patreon. to me slash Disney Park Princess to sponsor <laughs> Sarah's cocktail. <laughs> just saying, I or borrow it from the person next to you because the girl sitting next to me got it, and I was like, I'm just gonna take pictures, okay? And she's like, Yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, that is the rose, and the reason I mention it here in dining is because it kind of connects the two other spaces, Palo and Enchante. So we'll start with Palo because it's what we all know except we don't know this one at all. It's completely different than the Palo that we know and love. And truthfully, I was very disappointed in it. Um, They do have some plant-based options. I found them to be, eh, you're going here if you love a steak. Um, It is themed with nods to Cogsworth. So everything is very dark. And I don't want to say masculine and kind of use that word, but what we would think of as traditionally like, a masculine steakhouse. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Sort of steakhouse more, vibes, darker woods. And, yeah, like yeah. a Morton. Like if you go into a Morton's, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a fancy high-end steakhouse. That's yep. the vibe that you're having here. Okay. Um, you know, and they have little artwork with Cogsworth everywhere. And like if if you, you're explained the story, you'll start to look around and say, oh, okay, I see that. I get why they did that. Um, but it's a steakhouse. I wasn't blown away by the food. I, they also offer an option at Palo if you don't want to go for a dinner seating to go for dessert later in the night. And I booked myself a reservation to do that. And I got up there and they're like, you're vegan, which by the way, they remembered from the night before, like they're, they're on it. Um, they're like, we don't really have anything but fruit. 
for you to have. Like, we're oh, not going to. It's a bummer. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to charge you the 25 to like, it's not worth it for you to come here for dessert. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> they do still have the souffle. They have the souffle. Don't panic. But that is the only thing that is that you would recognize from this version of Palo. Mm. Um, I love the original Palo. So, and I'm not a meat eater. Even before I went vegan, I was not a steak eater. So this just, this does nothing for me. Your mileage may vary. It is very pretty. Um, it is a la carte. So it's not like the flat fee, like the other ones are. Like you have to order off of a menu and you pay for what you, you purchase basically. Okay. Um, but let's get to the real star of the show. Ashante. Every <laughs> single one of you should be booking a reservation here. This is by far the most beautiful restaurant I've ever seen in a Disney space. It is stunning. So where um, Paolo was themed to Cogsworth, Enchante is themed to Lumiere. And there is a hidden Lumiere. So pay attention when you get there um, and you, your experience, it's a, it is an experience, an experience. This is a French high end restaurant and it starts after you check in, you are brought down this very long hall, dimly lit hallway with flickering candles. And it's like, you just feel like you are going to something special. And then you get to the end of this hallway and there is a 10 foot chandelier made to look like champagne bubbles. And if you pay attention, you'll see the, them flickering in a way that it looks like they're rising in the um, in a champagne glass. And then the restaurant itself is so light and airy and it's whites and blues and golds. It has the same floor to ceiling windows, but it somehow it feels sparkly in here. It is so elegant and beautiful. Um, and in the little lobby area, they have gorgeous decorative candelabras as a nod to Lumiere. Um, they have a whole champagne closet because obviously they have wine and cocktails, but champagne is the thing here. There is a champagne cart that greets you at your table. Um, oh, how happy were you? <laughs> oh, I, I, sent a picture, I sent a picture to Sharla and I was like, look it, champagne. <laughs> and you have a sommelier that comes and explains the seven different champagnes to you. Um, that is how every meal starts. Before you even get your menu, they are bringing you champagne. You don't have to order one if you don't want to, because again, a la carte, um, but it's part of the fun. Yeah, and then, but, I mean, okay, think about it in terms of this. If you go to a champagne tasting on board, that's half the cost of your whole meal right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I now, mean, I know you get, you have to pay for it on top of that, but still, that's, that's a big deal. Why not? Why not? Right. And it, it was champagnes that I had never heard of or tried before. Um, and then there are, they have, like I said, have a whole walk-in cooler of billions of bottles of champagne and wine. So if something is brought in that cart that you don't like, there's other things you can order. But I liked that it wasn't just the traditional, they did have Dom Perignon uh, in the cart, but like, you know, there wasn't like the typical Veuve Clicquot and, and, and whatnot. It was a bunch of different champagnes, all actual champagnes from Champagne, um, it, that you got to try something different. Um, and it just, it was such a, a nice way to kick off this evening like they are telling you like we're here we are french we are going to do our traditional french service and you are going to sit back and enjoy yourself and treat yourself it was just so elegant so fun this restaurant only has 16 tables they do one dinner service per night wow 
That's it. Very few people are getting to experience Enchante. Yes, this is a true high-end experience. It is exclusive. Like this is what you're booking at your your you know when your shore excursions open when that window opens for you you're booking it so this is yet another thing the concierge guests are basically the only people who are going to get to go (laughs) i mean i I, they didn't have them available to book ahead of time for my cruise because not a regular cruise preview cruise yeah so when people heard that we had dined there they're like how did you get in and i'm like i ran like i that's what you're doing (laughs) if you don't get you don't throw elbows yeah like get out of my way move um if you don't get this in your booking window you go immediately first thing full don't even wait for the show you go right to to the um where they're booking these reservations and you get yourself in because you know if somebody eats at five o'clock and they don't take the full experience and they're out of there by seven they're not doing a second seating like when they're done they're done and that's it um now you can order a la carte or you can order um you can do a pre-fee menu. Um, and then on top of the pre-fee menu, you can choose to add in wine pairings. Up to you. Um, the first pre-fee menu was $125 per person. And then there was a higher one that I wanted to say was $250, but don't quote me on that. I don't remember. Um, I had already eaten dinner at Arendelle that night because I only had three nights, people. I had to fit it all in. Don't judge me. So I just did <laughs> a la carte. Um, oh, my God. This food. This food, like if you are like a McDonald's, you know, I'm going to Applebee's type of person and that's my comfort level, this is going to be very outside your your comfort zone. This is a high-end fancy food restaurant. The food here is art. So you're greeted with the, the champagne cart and then the chef will send out an amuse-bouche, which is complimentary. And it's just like the little tiny bites, like little, like the size of a quarter bites. I had a plate of four of them um, that were phenomenal. And then you can go up to 12 courses, depending on what you choose and everything. I think the first course that I had was like, I'm not even a tomato fan, but I had tomato three ways. Like one of them was like this tomato that was slow cooked for 12 hours. Like it was, I had, they brought me out a wine glass and they poured something that looked like champagne, but it was actually tomato water. Mm -hmm. It was not tomato juice. It was tomato water. And so it was very light, but then it had a tomato flavor and it was the most bizarre thing that I I think that I have ever tasted because it didn't taste like what it looked like and so you kind of had to reconcile that in your brain but it was just artfully crafted just high-end like delicious French food this is my favorite place anywhere Disney like it was just like this is what when Disney talks about being luxury and high-end like this is what they actually want to be doing and they're missing the mark everywhere else except here. Like this is a really wonderful date night adult experience. Amazing. Wow. Um, I mean, I'll never get to experience it, but <laughs> awesome. you don't know. You don't know. Try for it. Try for it. And no, then no, also, no, no. Everything, both on French food, everything's wine based. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, hey, if they can do me a twelve course meal for vegan. It, they can do something for you. I, I, like if you tell the French that you are not there to eat duck and cheese, they have a minor heart attack, but they pulled through. Like they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're on it. We can do this. <laughs> um, and both Enchante and Palo have private event spaces. So if you are getting married or it's an anniversary or something, they have beautiful, I think Enchante's private space is a lot prettier, um, mm-hmm. but, but they book, um, but I would say Palo's is a little bit bigger. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so we've covered the dining rooms, we've covered the quick service, we've covered uh, the adult only. The only other thing I think is room service, which you didn't get to experience on your cruise because it wasn't offered. Again, this was a preview cruise prior to the inaugural sailing. So yes, so we didn't have a uh, room service. Yeah, but room <laughs> service is included, just like it is on all of the other ships. Um, up until I forget, it's like 11 p.m. or midnight on your last night or whatever. They don't do it. They don't do it overnight the last night of your cruise. But other than that, it's 24 hours. Uh, and it's included in the cost of your cruise. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm going to go throw on my heels and make my way to Enchante. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm forgetting? Oh, maybe we'll. Hmm. No, let's talk about it now. Uh, how about the food on Castaway Key? Is it uh, any difference? Have they updated anything? Is everything the same? Um, It's basically the same. I didn't really eat there because uh, I was going back to the ship because I wanted to ride the Aqua Mouse. Uh, okay. um, and I, I knew that nobody would be on board. So that's yeah. what I was doing. Uh, but I did pop through cookies and cookies too, just to see. And it's basically the same. Um, There's a lot of, oh, oh. Okay, it's basically the same. Like hot dogs, hamburgers, barbecue, um, lots of like light, fresh salads and, and really good looking cookies. Um, mm -hmm. But what is new that I don't, I mean, new to me, I don't think it's, I think that this is new, but you can tell me if you guys experienced this the last time you were there. They have um, just outside of cookies, a new fruit and smoothie bar. Mm -hmm. So you can get fresh fruit smoothies or they have like, it looks like you were walking into a market somewhere in the Caribbean and it's just like a fruit stand. Whole I think fruit. that was there in February. It was? Yeah, it was there. I think it was so. Because uh, me and the lady I was with, we both looked at each other and went, I don't remember this, but it was like, it, it like not just apples and oranges and bananas, like they had those, but then like mangoes, peaches, strawberry, like, and you just go up and grab them and, and whatever, like, and they were so fresh, so delicious. Um, and then also the smoothie bar. Ooh. I, that wasn't there on my last cruise, but my last cruise was a couple of years ago. So it's newer than that. Awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, but other than that, the buffets all looked the same to me. I didn't really experience them, so I can't say if they're good or bad, but they smelled good. Um, you know, typical cruise ship, beach, barbecue type situation. Got it. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. And now I'm even more excited. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this makes my smoothie look sad and depressing. And I want yeah. food now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly my leftovers aren't as good as they were. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, all right. So that does it for episode two, season one of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, we will be back next week, continuing our tour of the Disney Wish. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about some of like the public spaces, the lobbies, the lounges, the, um, you know, adult areas, pools, all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you have any questions, let us know. You can always post on our Facebook group um, or at uh, email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. And that does it. Coming up next, our Patreon extra. This week, we are going to be talking about what have we been reading and watching and consuming? What are our recommendations for all of the stuff that we've been doing over the past couple of months? I've got a couple of books I'm dying to talk about. Um, so very excited about that. Uh, don't forget, visit our website, DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can join our Facebook group. We have an Instagram page. We have a YouTube channel. You can follow us. Uh, it's it's either Disney Park Princess or Diz Park Princess in some cases. Um, but if you just Google it, we should come right up. That's it. We will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.